think if anybody wanted to kill Adam, you'd have probably done it by now. I would actually get it right. Muted, get on with it. He's no, muted. Muted. I'm going to think of one. All right, get on with it. He's muted. <laughs> but the, the Di Maria one, I mean, dear me. How How is he? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Rematch Podcast. I'm Cam, your host for today, and joining me as always are Dan, Sam, Adam and Ollie. On this week's episode, we'll be focusing on the midweek drama of the Champions League, completely avoiding the weekend's results. Also on the show, we have an intriguing listener's question, plus a rematch take on a popular quiz show. So anyway, we'll start with the Champions League semi-finals. Um, we're going with the first leg of the PSG Man City game start with Obviously, Man City winning that 2-1 with a goal from Kevin De Bruyne and Riyad Mahrez. But Marquinhos gave PSG the lead. At that point, did anyone think that PSG were going to run away with a tie? Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought PSG might win the home leg, especially with how they started. But I think you, I think you got to look at over over two. I mean, I know you would break it down into leg by leg, but I think you've got to look at it as a as a whole and just think of how, particularly how well Man City defended, but how well they played as a whole, and and the fact that Riyad Mahrez is suddenly probably was their best player across two legs, I think is I think is fantastic. And as well as Ruben Diaz as well. I mean I always thought that he was a sort of posh on the ball centre back that doesn't really get in your face. And that's why I sort of player I thought he was. And he's not at all that. He's he's in your face as the rest of them. And uh, I think that was the main reason him and Mara, I think, were the reason why they got through in the end. Exactly that. And I remember it was Kadu Kulabali who they were after, I think, were after originally the Samoa, wasn't it, from Napoli. And I think even when Diaz was announced, or there was another link at the time, and it said, welcome to City, Koulibaly. So it was clear on their website. So it was clear that he was their main target. But Diaz looks so much, so comfortable in this league, doesn't he? He's, he's been one of the signings of the season, uh, to be honest. It's probably why Man City um, are in the position that they're in and look evident to win win the league. I think they're just one game away, aren't they, whether United lose or whether City win the next game. But in terms of the Champions League, he was the epitome of everything that was good about Man City over those two legs, as Adam's quite rightly mentioned. And even when they went a goal down, you just thought that one away goal will do them here. Um, and they got that, didn't they? And then it was Amara's free kick. Um, I'm, I'm right, Anna, to, uh, to make them 2-1 up. But the defending for that goal from PSG was was... Um, despicable really wasn't it how the ball is allowed to travel at that pace through the wall and then beat the keeper I mean you said it at the time Cam if you're, if you're the keeper Kaylor Navas in that situation you are fuming with your defence aren't you because the first goal was poor defending as well well I was just going to bring up the goal Sam as well because there was an element of good fortune about them um, obviously you've mentioned the Mares free kick going through the wall which nine times out of ten probably gets blocked um, but also the Kevin De Bruyne goal, which is he's obviously not intending to shoot from there, it just creeps in from across. You know, you have to say if it finishes one nil to PSG, it might be a different, a completely different tie, really. So, do we think that Man City in that respect may be a little bit lucky, or did they did they earn the luck? I think you make your own luck in, in those sorts of fixtures, aren't they? The knockout competitions, you've got no chance if you uh, don't have a bit of luck in those games, but you get it through attacking play, through defending well. And then you get your look through that. And I think Man City, in the first half, I think PSG deserved their lead. But in the second half, Man City were fearless. And they thought, right, well, we're a goal down. Sorry, we're a goal down. We've got nothing to lose. The away goal will be critical in this, in this fixture. Um, so let's go and try and get it. And they did that. And I think they missed um, a couple of key chances before that De Bruyne one. 
Um, and then, like I say, you make your own luck. If, if you put a ball in the box and no one defends it and it ends up in the back of the net, that's through your attacking play. So I, in my book, you've earned it. Um, the second goal, like, like you've quite rightly mentioned, the Mara's free kick, again, that is look personified, isn't that? That is look upon look to get it through that wall. Um, but that's, that's what you get for shooting. Mara's could have quite easily just digs it into the box and tried to win a flick on and maybe head it at goal directly or knock it towards the back stick and you poke it in. But no, for having the guts to go for goal, then you make your own look. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing that I wanted to touch on was the... Uh... You have a big moment in the game. Um, the Adrissa Garnagay red card. Did we, I'm guessing we all thought it was a red card. It was a pretty horrible tackle, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a terrible tackle. But I think that's just, I think that was through Man City's play. I think if you, I think PSG proved over, over both legs, but particularly the second one, if you frustrate that for 10, 15 minutes and they just lose their heads, it's as simple mm-hmm. as that. And it was, and it, and it, I think it was near the centre circle, facing his own goal, but going towards his own half. I can't remember the City player who was on the ball at the time, to be honest. I think, was it? Mm-hmm. Can't remember. I think it might have been Foden. Um, but either way, going away from goal, no, he's, he's nowhere near even the even the even the defence of PSG. And to jump into a tackle like that is just nothing other than frustration. And they did the same thing in the second leg. And it's it's a bit embarrassing, really, on their behalf that that they did that. Thought they'd get away with it. Thought that was their the best way to win. And that their heads in a Champions League semi final could go as easily as that. And then yeah, that brings on to the second leg. Obviously, Man City. Not cruising to a two 0 win because because PSG definitely did have a did have a, a real go, but in reality, I think I think after a, a solid solid away win, I think we all were pretty confident that City would get through. And obviously, as you mentioned, Mara's stole the show arguably with with two more goals. Um, but maybe a little bit nervous when uh, VR had to intervene to to deny PSG a penalty, which you know we've all seen a lot of dodgy VR. Oh, sorry, a lot of dodgy referee decisions that has to be one of the worst that VAR's had to intervene and overturn because that is ridiculous how he's given a handball what were your thoughts on that? Vaguely okay. what I really think is what is was why the ref could have possibly given it in the first place because it yeah. wasn't even close to being a penalty but it's just how it's just always this has become I don't know whether referees that level have become dependent on VAR so they kind of forget mm-hmm. how to referee the game normally themselves because well, yeah. they should never yeah. be making a decision like that on their own well, well, do you reckon that he's given it because he's not sure and he's gone, well, VAR will bail, bail him out? Because yeah, obviously, because so. he's short, because like, I can't, I can't remember the referee's name, but I, I know that he's a, you know, he's in the, this stage of the Champions League every season. Is you know, and, Kuypers, I think. I think so, yeah. And I'm not seeing him, I'm not seeing a ref at this stage make a mistake like that <laughs> before. Exactly. And, if, and like I say, thankfully, I guess in that case, we had VAR to, to bail him out. Um, but, of course, it was a, a slightly again we talked about luck. Maybe a slightly fortunate opener, opening goal with with the ball deflecting to Mares. Yeah, to be fair, for, for that goal, you can you can look at luck, but I think you have to look at before that and look at the ball from Edison to Zinchenko. Mm. I think it was. Um, I'm just watching it back now, and the precision on that that pass it literally couldn't be it couldn't have been any better. And then yeah. it was all it was a bit of luck from there. But Maris still still had a lot to do with the far post, and I thought I thought the chance had gone at one point, but he managed to squeeze it in from from quite a tight angle. Uh, I just can't understand how how PSG, such an elite team, can have a defensive line that was inside the Man City half. <laughs> so when that ball's put over the top, you know that I think some of them are trying to push on the play offside. When you're in a half, you know you just just drop back, and it's just I, just I thought I was embarrassing how they could set them set up like that. I mean, yes, they've got a bit of luck with. How it ended up with 
at Mares, but at the same time, yes, you've you've, you've earned that look, Redison, probably noticing that that, that run was on down the left hand side and that the PSG players were all in the Man City half. PSG definitely did miss Mbappe, and there was there was a clear distinction between the PSG of the first leg and the PSG of the second leg. And without that outlet up front, I know Neymar gets the ball and tries to dribble past seventeen players and then put it in the back of the net. But PSG did miss that direct play in behind, didn't they? I think that's where you're going to expose the Man City back line if you ever can. It's through a quick forward, long ball over the top and one-on-one via the keeper. You can try your intricate passing in and around, but you had Diaz on top form. Stones was there to intercept. We talked about Zinchenko and how good he was. Um, I think Man City's defence was on top in that game, but someone like Mbappe would make the difference. PSG and no turnover. I mean, I know they lost the heads at the end of the game, which was weird to see um, because well not weird to see because you'd expect it from PSG now because they're all a bunch of babies the full squad that's what they are the, the, the win I don't even think they won League One this year have they is that, am I right in saying that yeah but I, I just don't PSG they've got this horrible mentality about them and Pochettino's got a hell of a job to, to try and turn that round but um I mean, Mbappe, Mbappe was obviously a huge miss. But Man City, they really did dominate. And Ruben Diaz, unbelievable player, really is. So the icing on the cake was, as we mentioned, Mahrez scoring his third of the tie, uh, second of the game, finishing off a, a lovely team move. And again, Foden instrumental in that. How good? Well, Foden's probably not someone that we've spoken about much. How good was Phil Foden? I've honestly run out of words for Phil Foden. I think it... There's, there's literally no words to describe him at the minute. I don't think we've seen anyone with this much talent. I'd, I'd say in terms of on the ball, maybe there's only someone like Jack Grealish who's as good as him in this country. Um, but in terms of everything else, I think Phil, of all the players in the world at the minute, there's there's not a lot more than I'd want at Phil Foden, especially at the age he is and, and how much he's developing at the minute. He's, he's literally perfect for the future of Man City and the, and the future of England, thankfully. Yeah, I, I watched both games this week and my immediate thoughts after both games were Tuesday night, Phil Foden has to start for England and then Wednesday night, Mason Mount has to start for England. I think both of those two um, over the second legs of the Champions League were outstanding. I've got, I've got a friend who's a Manchester City fan and I remember about a year ago we, would, we were discussing who we thought would make the Euro squad who would be starting for England. And he was insistent that, that, that Foden would be starting. And I was a bit unsure, thinking, well, he hasn't, he's sort of just about here and there with the Man City squad. And I mean, just this season, really, the fact that he's now putting himself onto that team sheet, arguably ahead of even De, De Bruyne at the minute, I think just shows the fact that he can get so much better and improve so quickly. I think he actually, actually has. I don't, think that we, I don't think that we should build the team around him. Which I think some people are saying for England, but he's certainly again. You think he's he going to be the difference in a in a game? Hopefully, a quarterfinal, semi-final, maybe even a final. He's the sort of player that's a match winner. He's a difference that other countries, other teams don't have, and that does make me excited to watch England in a few months. If hopefully he stays fit and everything. And then the final big moment in the game, really, when when the tie was was pretty much done and dusted. Angel Di Maria received a red card, and to be fair, probably Kim Pembe should have followed him as well off the pitch. Absolutely. I think both of them were stonewall red cards. You can't kick out an opponent. An opponent. Um, and then, like you say, Cam, that tackle was horrendous. Mm. It's over the ball, it's high, he gets the leg, gets nothing on the ball, 
Um, I can't see how the referee's not given that one. But the, the Di Maria one, I mean, dear me, how how is he? <laughs> <laughs> Why he ever thinks that is a good idea in a Champions League semi-final to kick out at Gundogan to get the ball back is ridiculous. I mean, we mentioned about lost heads, but PSG, I mean, they threw the toys out of the pram, didn't they? It's the sense of entitlement that I don't get. I think after last season, they thought, right, this is our Champions League to win this year. We're the team that's going to do it. Bayern Munich are out. Um, they beat us in the final, so it's ours this year. And, and they turned up after the first 45, and I think they strolled out in the first leg of the second half, thinking, we're going through to the final here. This is ours for the taking. And then Man City turned the game on its head, and you saw them throw the toys out the pram then. And two-goal leg... Sorry, two goal return in the second leg, and they absolutely lost it, didn't they? they you, there was nothing they could do in that game to turn it around, and it really, really frustrated them. All the quality, all the talent on that on that pitch, and they were outplayed. And it's that key statistic outplayed that they just couldn't handle. The most embarrassing thing is for that Di Maria one. You could potentially forgive it if it was a younger player, but Di Maria is thirty three and he's one of PSG's most experienced, most experienced players, isn't it? Just shows that you can spend all these this money on superstars and, and world class players, but if they don't have a sense of class and professionalism and an ability to handle the heads, then then they're not going to get very far. And PSG have shown that over the last few years. Well, that of course meant that Manchester City were through to the Champions League final, their first in their history. Who would they be playing? Well, Real Madrid and Chelsea played out a one-one draw in the first leg a couple of weeks ago. Christian Pulisic. Opened the scoring on 14 minutes for Karim Benzema. Equalised on 29. I think for a young player, how old is, how old is Pulisic? He can't be 22, 23, yeah, is he? Yeah, I think for a player to... 22. 22. I think for a 22-year-old to handle, handle himself that well in a Champions League semi-final against a, a team like Real Madrid, then it, it shows that he, he's got the ability to go on and be one of Chelsea's key players in the future. Obviously, they've missed quite a bit since since Hazard left. Um, I think he's probably the player who can stand up to the plate and deliver for Chelsea in the future. And then, as mentioned, Karim Benzema equalised with a, a stunning finish. Do we think that he's gotten better since the like, since Ronaldo's left? Do you reckon he's it's sort of... Because, of course, he was scoring plenty of goals when Ronaldo was there. But the spotlight's now on him. And do you reckon, do you think that he's thrived under that? Or is he just doing what he's always done? That's exactly it. I think it's just the, the fact that Ronaldo's gone that we're starting to starting to appreciate Benzema a bit more. And it probably shows that we've um, underappreciated him for the last mm-hmm. 10 years or so that he's, he's been at Real Madrid. Obviously, there's this era after Ronaldo that they tried to sign players like Hazard and it's not really worked out and... Karim Benzema's had to sort of carry him at times, and but yeah, he's just guaranteed goals, and he's he's been brilliant this season. And that brings on to the second leg with Chelsea with it with an away goal, of course. But still, you would still probably fancy Real Madrid with uh, with Hazard coming back. However, they were just completely absent, really. And I've started by writing down here a Mendy masterclass. Um, just because of some of the saves that he made, I thought he was you know, incredible. I've not been Mendy's biggest fan, personally, but I thought, especially in that second leg, he, he really stepped up and uh, and showed why why Chelsea replaced Kepa. It was big shoes to fill for Mendy, wasn't it? After Chelsea had spent all that 
much money on Kepa. It was £70 million, wasn't it? Wasn't he the record mm-hmm. goalkeeper at the time? Because Liverpool had bought Alisson and then Chelsea went a few days later mm-hmm. and smashed the record for Kepa. So you're bringing in this young prodigy from France and, like, like you say, big shoes to fill. But no, in, in that game, he was outstanding. You've referenced the saves, Cam. But it's, that, it's the occasion as well that could get to someone of that age. But he was outstanding. Chelsea were great the first leg. The second leg, I didn't think they had to do too much and it was really disappointing from Real because they were literally awful. And and the Real fans were all hyping up before and like Ramos is back. Um, I think Varane played as well. Varane's back. And Hazard's obviously going back. What did they do all game? I think Benzema had like mm-hmm. one shot maybe or something. like that, that was it. I mean, they were really, really poor and it was made fairly easy for Chelsea to go through. But that's undermined them a bit because they were still... Very good, and you've got to be a good team mm-hmm. to get to the Champions League final. Obviously, and Tuchel's done an absolutely splendid job there. So, as you mentioned, the the team of Werner which again, he he was he was never going to miss that one. Uh, he did have a goal, I think, disallowed Tried earlier, didn't he? Bless him. <laughs> I think any of us could have scored that one, um, but certainly not any of us could have done what Havertz did, which was so so unlucky, so unfortunate to to hit the bar. But again, I I thought he really showed his quality and why Chelsea spent. A lot of money on him. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about Mason Mount as well, and we'll talk about another midfielder. But again, I, I think Kai Havertz needs a, a quick mention. I think he was brilliant. And to be fair, you could probably say that about pretty much every Chelsea player. I thought they played out their skin, and if they had those performances throughout the whole of the season, they'd be up there in, in the top two quite easily in the Premier League. But the player that got the second goal and what really killed the game in the last five minutes was Mason Mount. Who wants to who wants to rave about Mason Mount? I'll be honest when. In the early stages of Mason Mount, I was sort of one of the ones who didn't think he'd be he'd go on to be a regular for Chelsea in England. I thought his career would sort of fizzle off a bit, like maybe Ross Barkley's also a, a player like that. I didn't expect him to reach this sort of level, but he's he's proved a lot of people wrong, and he's he's a really important um, player in that Chelsea side, and he's going to be a really important player in in England side as well. And then finally, the other midfielder that I alluded to is is of course N'Golo Kante, a player that I think, again, in my opinion, probably has had a bit of criticism, but I think I personally think unfairly over the past few years. I think he sets such high standards of himself and it's such a difficult position. Um, but certainly in the last few weeks and 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 this game particular, in particular, he was incredible at winning the ball back up, especially up high up the pitch. And of course, that's what led to the Chelsea... Well, where you led to both the goals in this game, him winning the ball back and, and playing it forward quickly. And I just thought he was absolutely magnificent, really. He's had a difficult time, hasn't he, in Golo Conte? Because mm-hmm. um, when Sarri came in, he preferred Jorginho in that holding role. And you, mm-hmm. always, you always thought that was a bit weird. You always thought, well, we all know N'Golo Conte is the best defensive midfielder in the world. I don't think there was any denying it at that point, having just won the league with Chelsea a couple of seasons ago. And you thought, well, why, why has he done that? Why has he brought Jorginho in and playing him ahead of N'Golo Kante? But under Tuchel and Lampard, his career seemed to have revitalised, hasn't it? He's now got that starting berth ahead of Jorginho. Um, I don't think they can play together personally. I think they're too similar a role, especially if they're persisting with the kind of 4-3-3 with um, Timo Werner up top. I just think that Kante is the perfect player to have that holding role. Um and maybe you look to offload Jorginho in the summer because Kante, as you mentioned, Cam, is quite rightly one of the first names on that Chelsea team sheet. Mm-hmm. 
I think if I think if you look at the heat maps from Kante, not just from that game but from recent games, I think it's I think it's maybe even unfair to call them a defensive midfielder or a holding midfielder mm. because he wins the ball back all across the pitch, whether it's on the edge of his own box or whether it's on the edge of the opposition's box. It's just it's, it's a pleasure to watch him, and I think in a few years when we talk about him, I think this is this is going to be one of the games that we look back on as sort of the one to show off what Angola can do. Kind of his career was all about. The final, of course, will be Manchester City versus Chelsea. Obviously, we don't necessarily know where it's going to be played as we record this. It's Istanbul, but I think talks are ongoing about hosting it at Wembley, which I think makes complete complete sense. Um, but who do we expect? Or, or sorry, did we expect a Manchester City Chelsea final? From the- if I'm honest, I thought it would be the other way around. I thought it would be PSG Real Madrid. Mm. I, th- yeah. I just thought that the quality of that PSG team. Neymar, Mbappe, the mm-hmm. back line, Marquinhos, Kimpembe. I just thought that they've got the experience in the Champions League after last season. I, I thought they would go one, be- one better, but Man City, as we've said multiple, multiple times, quite rightly went through. Just I think Man City are a better team, whereas PSG have the better individual players. But I mm. think Man City have a system that works so, so well and is deadly when right, and they got it right on both occasions. Um, Chelsea against Real Madrid, I think you can never um, not back Real Madrid in the circumstances. Is it 13 Champions League titles, the most in the history? Even when they look dead and buried, they somehow always managed to come through, except on this occasion. Um, I thought that even with a one-all draw going to Stamford Bridge, I thought Real Madrid would definitely score. And in which case, that means they've got the away goal. It means Chelsea do as well. Um, but that wasn't the case. And it was Chelsea's background that came out on top. Um, so... I thought it would be the other way around, but it's, it makes for a really interesting final, doesn't it? The two English sides. I mean, I, I think that I would have Chelsea as favourites for similar reasons to what Sam said. I just think that the fact that Pep's not beaten Tuchel yet means that Pep will do what he sometimes tends to do, which gets him a bit of stick and just over put, just try and over tacticalise it, if you know what I mean. Just, I think he'll try too hard in a way rather than just putting out the players that could have a very good chance of winning the game and playing the way that Man City have, I, I think he'll go away from what Man City do best under him because I think he'll think he has to do something different to try and beat a, a Tuchel side, which who knows, it might work in his favour but for me it won't and I definitely think that Chelsea under Tuchel, it's just, it's just players that were, that were that were no better than adequate and now suddenly playing out of their skin and they know exactly what they need to do in the system, which He's got working already. So for me, I would, I would, I'd back Chelsea, but I think it should be an extremely good final. Based on the individuals, I thought PSG would come through against Man City. Um, but in the Chelsea-Real Madrid game, I wasn't, I wasn't really impressed with Real Madrid against us and we're awful. So I, I kind of um, backed Chelsea to win that one. But I think looking into the final, I never really expected Thomas Tuchel to have this impact at Chelsea. I thought he'd come in and steady the ship a little bit, but I didn't expect him to reach two um, finals now. I think he's, like Adam said, the system and his organisation skills. I think he's got about something like 18 clean sheets in 26 games, which is, which is just ridiculous. Um, and I think if, when we look into the final, if it's going to be a game where both teams are just going to try play it tactically and not go hell for leather, which was kind of the case in the game between the two sides this weekend, then. It might not be the best game for the neutral, but it'll, in, in terms of the quality of football, it might be a really good watch. And I think I'd go for a 1-0 Chelsea win. I can't really decide because 
I do feel like it'll be a little bit cagey. I think it'll be the odd goal either way. And to be honest with you, it, it, it's a straight up. I can't I can actually see Chelsea sneaking it, even though Man City, I'm sure, are hot favourites going into it. But I can see Chelsea coming away with maybe a 1 0 win just because Tuchel is a bit of a. He, he's a genius, isn't he? He's a footballing genius. He's, he's like. For me, a reincarnation of Mourinho—the way the way he sets up and the way he dominates games and sort of sits sits back, like um, soaks up all the pressure and then the spring a counter attack and it, it's it, he's got Mourinho written all over him. So I think that Chelsea could come away with it, but on the other hand, Man City could have slapped them four 0 because they are that good. Yes, well, as I said, I think that it'll be a, a really good game. I think though, it's, I think because of how good we mentioned Diaz and. A rude give a Chelsea. I think just the defence as a whole for both sides is so strong. I think we'll get a lot of chances, but not a lot of goals. But I do think Chelsea will edge it. I think he might get to extra time actually. But I think I think Chelsea will win by the odd goal. I don't want to make it a full house, so I'm tempted to just say Man City to be controversial, but that would be going against what I do think, which is Chelsea will, will win out. Say what you think, mate. Same I way. think I think we've just seen in the past two meetings between the two managers. Uh, Tuchel, how do you say it? I've been saying Tuchel, but he's not French, is he? Tuchel. Guardiola and Tuchel. It's not Tuchel, though, is it? What is it? Tuchel. Tuchel. was Tuchel. Okay. Tuchel. I think Tuchel. Hey! Thank you. It's like that time I kept calling him Jose rather than Jose. What's the question? Prediction. Right. Okay. <laughs> I think that we've seen some really interesting tactical battles between Tuchel. <laughs> I think that we've seen some really interesting tactical battles between Tuchel and Guardiola. And I just think that Tuchel has got the better of him every single time. Uh, you've got the Aguero penalty miss, which of course makes it turning a Man City and then changes the game. But even so, I just think Chelsea were always going to be in that game, regardless of whether the penalty went in or not. And like Adam mentioned, Guardiola, because he's Guardiola, might put Edison up front or just some, do something completely random to try and justify how good a tactician he is. It's almost like he's got to do something so bizarre to make himself look good against the manager that's already beaten him twice. And I think my prediction, I think I'll go against you a I am on the fence, to be honest, but I, w- I would probably say I, I just can't. I just can't see Chelsea win it. I can, I can, I can picture, I can picture Man City winning it. So I'll say Man City. I th- you know, three times a charm for them against against Tuchel, and uh, and and, Pep, and Pep's got to win it at some point. He's got to win the Champions League with Man City, and there's no better time to do it now because I know I know Chelsea have kind of been their bogey team, I guess, recently. But you know, it's not. There, there hasn't been a, a, like you say, you'd probably say the best team in Europe is, is either PSG or, or Bayern, but obviously they're not playing PSG. Well, they've played PSG and they've beaten them, and they've not, they're not playing Bayern. So, I think on a, I think on a one-off game, again, I think you can completely, I can't completely understand people back in Chelsea, but I, I, I think Pep will get it right. I, I'll say two-one, two-one City. So now it's time for our listeners' question. And uh, this question's from Laura, who's from Rotherham. And uh, and she asks, if the purge is real, uh, how would you spend those 12 hours? Well, Laura seems nice. So the, the purge is basically where every every rule for 12 hours is just 
abolished kind of thing. So you can do whatever you want. So you can kill people, you can steal things, you can do whatever you like. Really, you can you can go for a walk, you can you know do what you, yeah do what you want. Um, so how how would you spend that? I think is the, uh, the question. What so happens the... at the end of the twelve hours? Um, then everything goes back to normal. Oh, so the world doesn't end. Just no, is it happening? Is it happening not, now? Not, um, yeah, we'll say we'll say right now. Okay. If, if the morning. purge happened this straight moment, mm-hmm. I would go and hug my grandma because you're not allowed to at the moment. It affects everybody. Then, if people get their free will on me, I might not be able to do what I want anyway because I'd probably be dead. So, <laughs> well, how, how oh, would you have that many people wanted to kill you? <laughs> this yeah, is probably, on the yeah. lookout for you, any for all the things you've done to him. Well, well how would you survive then, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, how would, go on. How would you try and survive? Um, oh, or would you just let you, let him kill you? I'll be honest, it's not a question that I've ever, ever been faced with before, Cameron. I think if anybody wanted to kill Adam, I think if you wanted to murder anybody, you'd have to, you'd have probably done it by now. I don't think you'd have to scrap the rule book to want to be able to do it. I think you have to be a certain type of psycho to want to kill someone. So I think you'll be safe, Adam, to, to do what you want. I would probably break onto Notts County pitch and have a game of football with as many people as I could gather who, who liked football. I don't think I've even been on the pitch before. This is very boring, but I'm quite a good law-abiding citizen. <laughs> so to then just say to me, oh, all rules are out, out the window, I would spend the next 12 hours trying to implement those rules back. Um, just because I... <laughs> I think I'd probably I, I... take shelter. I, I know someone, actually, who's got a World War II bunker at the bottom of their garden, so I might head there and... <laughs> You can't, you can't just slip that into the conversation like it's normal. <laughs> yeah. On Cambridge Road in Middlesbrough, the back gardens are massively extended. There's some really nice houses in the area. And... Sam, can I stop you there? You've just told everyone if there was a purge where the, where the World War II bunker is. <laughs> yeah, but there's not going to be a purge, is there, Cam? It's not going to be all right. It's a hypothetical question. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to get works of people going oh let me what oh there was that podcast i was listening to oh was it episode episode 20 of the rematch podcast and it was about oh 45 minutes in and they mentioned where this world war ii bunker might be that we'll go to <laughs> all right carry on so i'll probably just head there yeah <laughs> do what i do what when you're there sam and who you go with I'd wait it out with my grandma and I'd, <laughs> I'd take a portable DVD player and cool. we'd watch <laughs> Max Max Hill. seasons one to seven of Cold Feet. I don't know. <laughs> the last 12 hours? Yeah, yeah probably. probably. series does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably meet up with you boys and mm. I think we could Form in in Teak Street, but like we break in there because I don't think anyone else will live there. God, no one else will live there. Um, I think mm-hmm. that we'd break, we'd get, we'd get in the house and then we'd set it up as like you know, like a home alone sort of fort. All of us mm-hmm. order loads of megabytes in, so we'd be laughing with that. Um, and then we'd just camp the night out and then we'd be absolutely yeah. sound watching Harry Kew on the TV and stuff. <laughs> so, what you're telling us, Dan, that in the purges, you're abandoning Alex straight away. Oh, good, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, 
she'd be per- she'd be like the one out trying to get me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a good opportunity for her to leave me. I said I'd want to go to megabytes and have one less megabytes, but if if the the rule book's thrown out for everyone. I don't think the stuff at Megabytes are going to waste, well, waste <laughs> that 12 hours cooking pizzas for me. Uh, so I think I'm just going to have to go to Meadow Lane and join in Adam's game of football. <laughs> what are you two doing after? I, I, I would definitely um, go up the M1 and just destroy every single speed camera that there is because they're <laughs> fucking horrible things. <laughs> On the M1, they get even the most obedient of drivers. So rather than just speeding, I smash all the speed cameras up so it's still they're still broken when laws come back again. And that means I can drive normally and not have to look at the speedometer, which is dangerous rather than looking at the cars in front of you. Probably try and try and you know find a boat or a yacht or something. Yeah, just try and observe from a distance, you know, out and out to see. I wouldn't want to go anywhere particularly far. Um but you know, I, I'm not the type to go in destroy there's nothing that i want to destroy i don't think i'd much prefer to sit in time i quite like dan's idea of just sort of a home alone style uh with all of us you know just sort of tucked into a house and uh, and fending people off so finally run to the quiz lads and this week it's tenable as i've called it rematch tenable um so for the listeners at home i i have found a, a powerpoint which basically i've made into a game of tenable really um, so the lads will get the visuals. Unfortunately, you won't, but you will hopefully get the sound. Um, so I'll just talk through the rules of how this tenable uh, is going to go, really. It, it should work, hopefully, like you see at home on the on your TV. So, uh, so what first of all, I'll ask you... <laughs> so I, I did extensive research on the uh, latest series of tenable to see how it works. Okay. Um, so hopefully I've got the rules nailed down. I'm sure Adam will probably correct me because I imagine he's a big fan. Um, so firstly, we'll need you to pick a captain. You'll all be working together. Um, so I'll let, you, I'll let you decide a captain. Who's going to be captain now? All right. Should we all say after three? One, <laughs> two, three. Adam. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam's your captain. He's right. He has to play last, um, but we'll get on to the, the format straight, um, straight away. And obviously he picks who plays as well. Five correct answers gets you into the final, and that'll also get you 10p into your prize fund. Wow. I know, massive. Uh, and you also only get one life as well. So you can get, so if you get one answer wrong, you're still in the game. But if you get a second answer wrong, then, you com- then you're out completely. And then you go into the, I think they call it the danger zone. I haven't got that written down. The That's vortex. what we'll call it. We'll call it the, the vortex. Oh, we'll call it the vortex. That sounds better. Um, the team has uh, three nominates as well um, to use throughout. But the captain can overrule, um, can overrule answers. So if you say, for example, that oh, Thierry on replay from Manchester United, then Adam can jump in and say, no, he didn't. I've got an answer that's correct. Michael Carrick. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it, here is the, uh, here's how the, the finances of the show are going to work. So five answers, of, as mentioned, gets you 10p. Uh, six answers gets you 20p. Seven answers gets you 40p. Eight answers gets you 70p. Nine answers gets you a pound, and ten answers gets you two pound. Massive. Meaning there's a maximum prize pot if you've got every everything right and then won the final is eight pounds or obviously two pounds each. Um, so if you but if you lose a teammate, so if someone doesn't get five answers correct out of the ten, um, your captain can get them back in their round at the end. But of course they sacrifice their share of the money. 
So this is your first question, Adam. It's the 10 highest followed current professional footballers on Instagram that haven't won the Ballon d'Or. So who are you going to nominate for this question? I think that the best person to answer this question is probably Dan. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Is it really? Yeah, Yeah, I'd say so. Right, okay. Um, Right, Right, so one second, Dan, one second. There you go. So we are looking for the 10 highest follower current fresh footballers on Instagram, of course. That's as of two weeks ago when I made this question. Right. And of course, if they haven't won the Ballon d'Or, they might be on the list. If they have, they won't be on the list. So this is just down Current to me. Professionals. Yeah. yeah, just down to you. No, no help from anyone. Okay. Um, time, I suppose. Kylian Mbappe. Okay. Is Kylian Mbappe tenable? That is superb. To be fair, I mean, <laughs> thing is, this isn't worthy of a of a podcast. This is on YouTube. That, that, that. Yeah, should we put it on, on TV? <laughs> Right. Um, well, you, so as you can hear, Kylian Mbappe was a was a tenable answer. Zlatan's still playing, and I'm pretty sure he hasn't won a. Messi and Ronaldo have just dominated Ballon d'Ors, haven't they? So it's pretty much. Mm. Um, I'm I'm going to go with. Um, I feel like Ibrahimovic has got a lot of followers. I feel like that's a solid choice. So go for him. Move for Zlatan. Zlatan. is tenable number four on that list uh, do you know what I might just I might just go for Haaland I feel like he's really popular loads of people like him don't they yeah I'm going to go for Haaland for Erling Haaland Erling Haaland is Erling Haaland tenable Ooh. oh Erling Haaland is not tenable Dan so you have Lost alive. Uh, Adam, <laughs> make sure you think of an answer just in case you want to step in. Dan, you can also nominate someone to uh, give an answer if you think they might have a better idea than you as well. But you want to get three nominates across the game. So your whole team has three nominates in total. You've had Ibrahimovic and Mbappe. They were four and five. There are three more current professional footballers that haven't won the Ballon d'Or there. Higher or or higher on that list, should I say? Name or Neymar? Say Neymar. Yeah, yeah. Neymar is yeah. top. Yeah. Well done. Two more answers for ten p and a place in the final. I'll go for. No, not Harry Kane. He's a little bit boring, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Harry, if you're listening. He is a bit boring. He is a bit. <laughs> you know, no, no. You, you know what I mean, though. He's not like like Lewandowski's doing TikToks and a lot, isn't he? Um, yeah. I couldn't see Harry Kane doing a TikTok. Wouldn't help with this question, in fairness, because it's about Instagram. <laughs> it, it is, it is, but you know what I mean. Gets himself out there. Luis Suarez. Is that your answer, Luis Suarez? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not certain on it. Like to be fair, but okay. Let's see if Luis Suarez is tenable. No, no, then he's not. 
when I was doing my research, and I think Luis Suarez was possibly top twelve. Oh, what? He, he was nearly, he was nearly on there. I chose, um, I chose not to overrule because I thought it might just about be right. Yeah, no, that that, that was a good guess. To be fair, I, I think that's unlucky. But Dan, you're in the, you're in the vortex, unfortunately. That's um, I to you have to hope that you have to hope that your captain can uh, can save you later. But we'll, we'll have a look at some of the answers. Anyone got any? Anyone got any guesses? Uh, Mo Salah. We, we... Oh, Mo Salah. That's a great guess. Oh, Mo Salah. Right, yeah. Mohamed Salah, number nine. I think Hammers has got loads because I remember Everton oh, fans banging on about it loads when he signed for him. Hammers Rodriguez, second on oh, that list. Wow. I reckon Lewandowski is on that list. Yeah. Uh, Robert, Robert Lewandowski isn't on that list. Oh, he isn't. Gareth, yeah, I, think, Gareth Bale? I think he's close for some yeah. Gareth Bale is on the list. Number six. Is Harry Kane on there? Yeah, I was going to say, is Harry, Harry Kane. Kane Harry Kane isn't on there, no. Rashford I don't think you'll get number 10. I really don't think you'll get number 10. Jaden um, Sancho. Rashford's not on there. No, Sancho's not on there. Goes uh, just go through him. Ramos? Ramos is on there, number eight. Marcelo? Marcelo's number three. Number three? Yeah. What? Just just name more Real Madrid players. Um, Go on, Cam. Kind of, Sam. David David Luiz was very high up, I think, but not quite the number 10. Um, They don't play for, for Real Madrid, not not yet. Oh, okay. I think they've. I think they've both been linked removed. So yes. number seven. Cameron has some insight. Number seven. Yeah. <laughs> number seven. Sorry, Bannon. Not Swindon. Pogba. Pogba. I did think about him before. I forgot. And then the last one. I think Danny's. I think you quite like him as a player. Paolo Dybala. Oh, oh, wow. That's, that's a bit of a shocker. Hopefully, Adam can bail you out later on. So we'll Either. move on to the next question. So far, there's a grand total of zero in your price. <laughs> in your price <laughs> anyway, the next question on the board. So can you name the 10 largest English stadiums to host a World Cup or European Championships match? So to clarify, this is obviously uh, English, English, um, English stadiums, past or present, that have hosted a World Cup match or a European match. They have to have hosted at least one and we're doing it off capacity at the time. I am going to say that Sam should play this one. Right, Sam. What's your first answer? Uh, the old Wembley. But of course, uh, yeah, of course, obviously, old Wembley's on there. So Euros was 96, wasn't it? And World Cup was 66. Yeah, I can tell you that. That was correct. Yeah. Thanks, Cam. <laughs> it, doesn't get, it doesn't get you anything, but yeah. for that, well, I'll, I'll help you out with that one. I'm trying to name large change, I think, like Old Trafford, surely. Yeah, yeah. Old Trafford. We'll see if that's tenable. Correct. Third on the list. Anfield. Anfield, you say? Six on the list. Um, I think Villa Park's got to be on there. Villa Park. Number four, just behind Old Trafford. St James's Park. Number 
possibly. Close. I think I think it was one of the stadiums that's hosted a oh, hosted a Euros game. Really? Um, I think I'll go Hillsborough then. Hillsborough. Mm-hmm. Seventh on the list, and that gets you a place in the final. Sam, congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, if St James's Park's right, I've got a few in my head, but I, I'm not willing to okay. risk because if St James's Park is quite a large stadium, isn't it? I think it's fifty-two. Um, Remember this was at the time. To... It's not. It's not necessarily oh, course, what it is yeah. now. But but when it was hosted, but Wembley was. Wembley was yeah. So the old Wembley would have been what hundred. I don't okay. know. I can't remember many people, but that's why it's top. So I'm looking for stadiums around fifty thousand capacity, as they were. Yeah. Then. So so they might not have been. That might not be in existence anymore. Potentially. Mm. That's a fair point. I'm not willing to, having already lost a life, I'm not willing to risk it. Um, really? Okay. No. Unless, yeah. uh, uh, can you explain the overrule rule? So you can say an answer, and then if Adam has got a better answer or he thinks it's wrong, he can jump in and then mm-hmm. give you a different answer, but then you don't necessarily have to take it. I don't have to so take it's basically, it. So basically, it's basically like converting, basically. For just and nominate, people. if I say nominate, do I then have to play? Um, that well, if you nominate someone, then they give you an answer, and then they, and then that's it. And Do I have to go with that answer though? Uh, I think so. If I'm not okay. mistaken, I think it's only yeah, the overall way. If that's what the rules are for yeah. you. This. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't want two people in the vortex because then that diminishes our chances massively in the final, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, the pressure on me and potentially Ollie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, which I'm sure you'd find quite entertaining, to be honest. So, what what I'll do then is I'll 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 try and think of one more, and then Adam can overrule mm-hmm. us if he thinks it's wrong. Well, how about yeah. Ooh. Um, what shall I say? <laughs> <laughs> Trouble is now I need to think of one, don't I? <laughs> um, I can't think of one. I don't want to say the stadium no. of like if St. James's Park was wrong, so I think I'll just leave it at that. Okay. So, well, at least you've got yourself into the final time and some money, mm. in, which is something that Dan couldn't do. Um, Thanks. <laughs> does anyone have any suggestions then? Adam? Ellen Road. Ollie, Dan? Ellen Road? Mm. That is number nine on the list. Mm. <sighs> Highbury? No. No, that's a terrible guess. Highbury isn't on there. Ayrton Park. Ayrton Park, number 10. Oh. <laughs> just, oh, just number 10. That's embarrassing. Oh, it was... Um, was it what Japan was or Korea? called? Oh, Roker oh, Park. Roker Park. Yeah. Number eight on the Maybe list. Main Road as well, then. Mm, I did Main think that. Main Road isn't on there. No. I don't think you'll get number two because I've never heard of number two. That's all right. Then. Is five gettable? No, num- number five is definitely gettable. You're probably all overthinking it a little bit. Although, t- although to be fair, you did say Main Road, which is kind of, I guess, in, in a similar way. Eight, what do you say, Bournemouth? Will be Stamford Bridge, will it? It's a current, it's a current ground in use. 
Goodison Park. It's not like the oh, Millennium Goodison Stadium, is it? Goodison Park. Yeah, Park. Park. And then number two is White City Stadium. So, Ollie, you are doing the next question. Ten Sheffield Wednesday players that made the most appearances this season. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, to clarify, Ollie, we're looking for the, ten, the top ten most appearances or most appeared players that have played for Sheffield Wednesday this season. Truthfully, I don't think I've got a name 10 Sheffield Wednesday players. <laughs> Should have listened to me all this time, Cameron. I was, I was hoping it was you, Dan, to be honest. That's why, <laughs> that's why I put this one in. Because <laughs> you're the only one that's not been watching our games recently. No. Well, I think Barry Bannon started every game, so surely Barry Bannon's got to be on there. You thinking Barry Bannon? Yeah, I'll go with Barry Bannon. Barry Bannon is a top. This is where I get stuck. <laughs> um, Liam Palmer always seems to play whenever I watch this. So I'll go with Liam Palmer. Liam Palmer. Seven. Oh, seven. Um, I'll go with. Borner or Berner, however you pronounce it. Julian Berner? Yes. Oh, God. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He's only made 30 appearances in all competitions this season. Quite a lot, isn't it? 30? In all competitions, that is. You ran out of him quite early, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, we we did all right there, Fickle. Who's going to be in this massive gap? Adam Reach. Adam Reach? Yeah, I'll go go with Adam Reach. Number two on the list. I was going to say keeper, but he seems to swap your keepers around all the time, and surely one can't play more than 30. Can they? One more answer, potentially, to get into the final. Get yourself another 10p, double your prize pot. <laughs> Does that mean at this rate, we, Adam's got three nominates for his round? Yeah. Um, um, yes, he does, yeah, potentially. I will go with Kadeem Harris. Kadeem Harris? Yeah. For a place in the final, is Kadeem Harris tenable? Number six Whoa. on the list. Well in, so you're in the final. 10p into your prize pot. Can you extend or can you increase the amount that's in your prize pot? Wait, so am I, am I allowed one wrong answer? You are allowed one wrong answer, so you may as well carry on, really. Right, okay. Oh, um, Josh Windass. Josh Windass. on the list I'm rolling it now <laughs> well, Moses can't be on that he's always injured <laughs> can't think of anyone else other than Moses Westwood what are you chirping up for 
<laughs> you what? <laughs> what are you the vortex, Dan, you can't speak. <laughs> oh, oh, what? what? I just gave him suggestions. <laughs> just woke up. I, oh, oh, I thought we were past that. I thought we were just shooting out suggestions, though. I thought no, we were past... no, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, I'll stay in the vortex. I've got another answer. Uh, I'm going to go with Callum Patterson. Three. Yes. I think I'm going to stop there. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Or or nominate one of us to have a guess if he's really stuck. Yeah. But you've got your life still. We're better off saving the nominates, though. Potentially. Only one more round after this, though. I'll nominate. nominate, um, Go on, Dan. Dan, Dan wanted to speak, so I'll nominate. Can I nominate Dan, or is he? You can nominate Dan if you like. I'll nominate. Oh no, no, can you? Well, well, we'll do it. Yeah, let him. Let him. We'll do it. Oh, what, what do I need to do? Guess who's had the most appearances? Yeah, guess right. missing yeah, answer. Okay. Um, did he get? He didn't get any wrong at all, did he? So. Um... No. So <sighs> pressure on you then, really. Is the though? Well, if you get it wrong, then then Ollie gets it wrong. Oh, Rick, you've actually done this, Ollie. Why have you done this? Yeah. <laughs> He's allowed to get one wrong. He's yeah. allowed to get one wrong, even. Uh, right. Yeah. Can I discuss it all or not? Discuss it with Ollie, I suppose. Yeah. But... Right, Ollie, have they had another keeper than Westwood then? Yeah, they've, they've been switching between him and Wildsmith and Dawson all season, haven't they? Oh, so that's why I didn't right. want to say Westwood. Right. Yeah. Fair but, no, no, if you want to say Westwood, you can say Westwood. Uh, no, because I'm going to lose your everything. Like your whole, your whole, your whole, no, 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 we're Listen to the bloody rules, Daniel. Come, <laughs> we're saying Westwood. Dan wanted to say Westwood. We're saying Westwood. No, no, we're not. We're saying Westwood. <laughs> I'm going to think of somewhere else. Come, 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 come. I'm not. I'm thinking of somewhere else now. I want to actually said, get it right. You said, get on with it. He said, Don't Westwood. Me. I'm going to think of one. <laughs> Right, get on with it. He's muted. We're saying Westwood, are we? Yeah, Dan said Westwood. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say the answer. <laughs> I didn't even want to say it. Oh dear. Oh, right, so Ollie, have you got have you got another answer or are you please, no, I am, please I'm, take I'm, the money there, Ollie, please? I'm the money there. <laughs> That's dodgy, has that you know? That's what you get for trying to ruin my bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, okay. Uh, so we'll go through the, the other three answers that you missed. So number nine, Tom Lee's Jordan Rhodes. Oh, number eight, Tom Lee's. And number five, Jerry Pelliapessi. Oh, More than Ollie, you are into the final. That brings on nicely, actually, Adam, because you're obviously <coughs> up next and mm. you've got a chance potentially to play for Dan or play for the money. Oh, I wonder what I'm going to do. But we'll, <laughs> but we'll see the question first. Be nice. <laughs> The 10 highest scoring Premier League and wow. Football League sides so far this season. Ooh. Of course, the, the Football League is, is now ended, or apart from the playoffs, I suppose. Wow, wow, wow. So it's including them and also the Premier League. So you're happy with that? Yeah. Happy's, happy's pushing it. I'd say happy's pushing it, how I feel. <laughs> and this is updated as of today as well. It's really awkward if I get 
first one wrong, isn't it? So I've got to really make sure I'm happy with the first one. I mean, you should be. <laughs> oh, yeah, says the one who's out. No, I mean, there's... Yeah, come on. Okay, I'll start with... <laughs> oh, I don't like this. Norwich City. Norwich City? Yeah. That's quite That's a lot, it, it? Tenable. Five? Number five. Watford. Watford, you say? Yes, please. Okay. Let's see if Watford's tenable. Oh, what? Um, oh, it's happened again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't know why that changed on my screen. But there we go. There's it, Watford's not right. Not right. Why did that, why did that slide? Yeah, it's not right. They're not in the top ten. <laughs> I don't know why that changed slide when I clicked on that. Did anybody else <laughs> expect Watford to be right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. There's some more obvious ones than that. Come on. Dan's right, but I, but I thought Watford would be on there. I don't think people who won, won league because they play they played less games in the Premier League. They're 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 fourteen games down on football league side, which is why I'm. I know that. To say on. Premier League teams, so I'm, I'm going to say Peterborough United. Peterborough. Yeah. Not a bad show. No, Get in. Is this including today's games, Cameron? It is, it is today's games. They're, In that case, I will frog. think I will say Oxford United. Oxford United? Yeah. Number yes. four. Mm. You need two Hull. more answers, Adam, but you've lost a life. Hull? Yes, please. Number two. <clears throat> right, so if I nominate, have I got to take their answers? Um, you know the rules, mate. So no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got three nominates, so I think at this point I will nominate each of them once and then I'll okay. see which answer I like the most. So, uh, okay, that's fine. Sam, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a thing first. Um, I think Cambridge have got the most in League 2 off the mm. top of my head. Mm, Cambridge has got to be up there, yeah. Ollie. Uh, I'm just going to go with Man. Have you said Manchester City so far? Yeah, I said Man City. I'm tempted to avoid Premier League teams, but thank you. Uh, I'll be, uh, that man was also Man City. Shut up. Dan, can you say like a different one? Just so you know, I've got yeah. some more options. It makes more sense, doesn't it? Really? Brentford. Oh. Yeah, you know what? I, yeah, I like Brentford. I like Brentford. He's taking Dan's answer. Yes, I've, I've got it. Dan. The final. Yes. <laughs> Replacing the final and 10p added to your prize fund. Is Brentford tenable? Number three, so you've got the top five. Good going, but you don't get any extra points for getting the top five exactly. Um, so will you go with your other answers, or have you got any different ones? I'm still, I'm, I'm put off by Man City. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go with Sam, and I'll say Cambridge. Cambridge. Yeah. Number seven. This is horrible. I will take my final nominated answer and I will say Manchester City. But I think just. Manchester City number nine on the list. Just oh, about. I've got one wrong already, haven't I? Yep. 
but you've got three more answers to get. It's annoying, Zach, because I've got, I've got three answers in my head. Uh, so if I got one more wrong, you, then... You're, you're in the... Well, I don't even know. I don't think we're the, the, the Vortex, because I'm the captain, but I don't. there's no money and Dan's yeah. out of the final. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Shall we do it, lads? Shall we? Currently, your, your total is 50p minus Dan. So, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Ooh, yeah, Bournemouth. Number six on the list. Number eight and number ten. I am going to play on. I'm going to be brave. I want. Mm-hmm. I want. I want a full ten just so I can brag about it to myself. Really. <laughs> I think Sunderland is tenable. Mm-hmm. Not tenable, unfortunately. Sunderland, I think. We're one behind number 10. Oh, close. Joint, joint can, with Charles. Come on, on Swansea? No, I don't think I on there. Exeter. Yeah, it was Exeter. That's my other one. Exeter oh. City, number 10. No, no guesses for number eight? In my Premier League, uh, I was trying to avoid Premier League. I don't think it'll be United. No. Well, they've had to score more than City. I don't think anyone's scored more than City in the Premier League, have they? Oh, God, yeah, that's true. Um... um Tough question. Uh, it's, a bit, it's, a bit, it's a bit late now, isn't it? Really? I thought I thought it'd be Watford. <laughs> to be fair, think about it. You think of Watford there, but guess no guesses then. No. Mm. Not sure. What league? Sure yeah. League two. No. Uh, league, league, league two. No, I don't know. Think so. Think so. League two. <laughs> Not Cheltenham or Bolton. I don't think Cheltenham scored that many. Only Morecambe's not a bad show. Yeah. I thought they, they might not be too, no. It's quickly check. And I'll edit, <laughs> and I'll, it? I'll edit it in. Okay. Oldham Athletic. Oldham? What? Oldham? They're like 15 they the two, aren't they? That's what surprised me, yeah. That like, uh, could have been Blackburn. Really nice They've scored quite a few, but are in a similar Unless there's a typo on the Sky Sports website. Um, <laughs> but uh, and, they've, and they've only scored like seven goals rather than 74 or something. But, but yeah, oh, Oldham, number eight on that list. A metal bit so now... You had a sneak yeah. peek this slide. I don't know if you actually saw it much. <laughs> so just, just kind but of like Dan's not in the final, is he? <laughs> Dan's not in the final because you've taken. I'm guessing you're taking the money. Well, I, I was out. To, I was out, Cal. I lose, don't I? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. You didn't, yeah. You're out. Oh, yeah. Well, there you yeah. go. Then it's just you three. <laughs> Playing I, I, I need to go in five yeah, minutes. That. <laughs> <I'll do me. laughs> That's perfect. All right, so guys, you made it to the final. Apart from Dan, who was in the vortex. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and I've given you two categories to pick from. So on the left, you've got national team rankings, and on the right, you've got all-time Premier League. Um, so obviously the questions will be based around those two topics. Uh, I- I'll let your captain decide which one he wants to pick. Which one do you I fancy, get, Adam? Do, uh, please, I get I get to confer with the others. Oh, go, yeah, go on. I'll be Thanks. nice. I'll let you confer. Uh, raise your hand, lads, if you prefer national team rankings. Good, that means we're going to do all time Premier League. So, all time Premier League, it is, please. All time Premier League, then? Okay. Yes, please. So, here is your question 10 teams that sit bottom of the all time Premier League table. So, Adam, can you name one of the 10 teams that sit bottom of the all time Premier League table? I'll go for Barnsley. Barnsley? 
I'm going to go Swindon Town. Swindon Town? Correct. They are bottom. Barnsley, second bottom. Sam? Blackpool. Yes. Blackpool. Third bottom. You've got the relegation places. Reminder, this is for a grand, to- grand total of 50p. So, <laughs> between three. Between, yeah, split between you as well, which is really interesting. Well, I guess four, because I, I guess we'll get down to something. Absolutely not, he's not here. He's in the vortex. <laughs> Cardiff City. Cardiff City? Yeah. Yes. Back to you, Ollie. Uh, Oldham Athletic. Oldham. Are they tenable? Four, number four on the list. Struggling. Mm, I am a bit. <laughs> we have to get all ten, don't we? So I may as well. Um... I'd like you to, because it'd be a bit crap if you don't win. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got two in my head. Mm-hmm. Bradford. Yes. Number six on the list. Huddersfield Town. Oh, that was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Seventh. Fourth oh, well here. You know what I'm going to go for? I'm going to go Hull. You're going Hull. Just. Maybe, if it is right, it's going to be just. Sneak in. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Adam nicked me the other answer. Yeah. So I've just been trying to think of random locations in the UK. <laughs> and Ipswich came into my head. Yeah. So I think I might say Ipswich. Ipswich? Yeah. Sorry, boys. Bob for Sam, you're out. Oh. Ipswich is not on there. They're not in the bottom ten. So it's back to the captain. Oh, this is horrible. I mean, Hull must have had, what, five Premier League seasons? So I'm going to say, even though there's a top half finish in there, I'm going to say Bournemouth. Say Bournemouth, okay. Yeah. See if Bournemouth's tenable. Almost not on there. Well, so it's all down to Ollie. You need to get your next two answers. Oh, right. no. What? This I have to get both of these right. You have, <laughs> to, get both, you have to get both. Yeah. 50 whole pence. <laughs> no pressure, but I, rec- I reckon Dan would get both of these. Let's <laughs> ask him. <laughs> I'm going to go for Reading. Reading. I think they were in the same season as Cardiff and Good. Similar years. Third. Well, and Ollie. Third on the list. Reading. The only current teams in the league who haven't been without a Huddersfield. I know they're not in it at the minute. But... I was going to say, you can, you can think out loud, obviously. 
Do I have to say an answer? <laughs> well, you don't win if you don't say an answer. So, <laughs> <laughs> could just quit. <laughs> Brighton. Yeah, I like Brighton. Brighton, you say? Yeah. What about you, Sam? Would you say Brighton? Yeah. No, no, he's mentioned <laughs> Brighton seems like a better answer than QPR. Or maybe Stoke yeah. is in my Ooh. head, but I like Brighton. Mm. Yeah, Stoke was 10 seasons. Yeah, yeah well, what about another team that play in red and white? Sheffield United. Oh, Sheffield United. <laughs> no. no, not Sheffield United. Correct. Yeah, wonderful. Brighton. Brighton is correct. Uh, the reason why I did say red and white, of course, for Sheffield United, they were 11th on that list, just above Hull. So just about, just about only if they'd had a slightly worse right. season, Hull might not been on the list. But yeah, well done, everyone. So you've won a, a grand total of 50p out of a possible £8. So that's it for this week's podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Rematch Podcast. So what have we learned this week? Well, Adam wants to break into Meadow Lane. Sam can't say Tuchel. And Dan is still in the vortex. Mm-hmm.